and welcome to Destination to Excellent podcast. Destination to Excellence is an organization dedicated to building your faith, leading you to your destination to walk in excellence. I'm your host, Alonda Billings. Now, let's jump into the devotion for today and get some juicy nuggets from the word. Thank you for just letting us know that you want to be everything that we need. You want to be our mother and our father and our our friend and our spouse. You want to be everything that our heart longs for mm-hmm. because you alone can fill that void. We try to fill it with other things. We try to make other things our God. Mm-hmm. But you are what we need. So I just I just love the words to the song saying that you just want to be more. You yes. want to be more than something that we wake up to every morning and say, hey, good morning. And then we forget about you for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. You want to be an integral part of every single thing that we do. So, Lord, I lift up that that friendship with you. Mm-hmm. I lift up the opportunity to have you be a part of every single second of my day. Just have you intertwined in everything and make it what you want. Because mm-hmm. as I grow older, I come to realize that where I'm living and what I'm doing sometimes isn't about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get confused and I get blindsided thinking that, oh, this is it. And mm-hmm. it's not what it is according to your word. Yeah. Your word is true. Your word is firm. Your word is never changing. We are fickle, we are vacillators, and we just don't know what we're doing most of the time. So Mm -hmm. we try to make it up. And we try to make it up, and then we try to make it up strong and make it seem like it's right, and that's what everybody's supposed to be doing, Mm -hmm. and it's not. So Mm -hmm. I'm learning that if the world is doing it, Mm -hmm. I need to turn and go the opposite way. Mm -hmm. Because that way is your way. So Lord, thank you just for being you. I give you this day. I give you myself. I give you the other folks on the line. I give you folks who don't even know that they're yours yet. Mm -hmm. I just ask you to touch their lives and just touch their hearts and allow Mm -hmm. them to see you and how easy you are. Yes. Your yoke is always easy. Your burden is always light. And we make it such the opposite. Because we want to believe what the world says about you, mm-hmm. which they really know. And if they did, they'd be running to you. Yes. Uh, that's quite right. So, Lord, I just give you those folks. I thank mm-hmm. you for the opportunity to serve them. I thank yes. you just for the opportunity to serve. Some mm-hmm. people don't have the mind to serve. They're all about themselves. They mm-hmm. want to be me, me, me. And it is so much bigger than us. Mm-hmm. It's so much more that you want from us. You don't want us to walk around looking like peacocks and listening to our own voices. Mm-hmm. You want us to give what we have to other people mm-hmm. so that yeah. they too can be lifted up as well. Yes, It's always that it seems like there's a top layer and then there's a bottom layer. Why can't mm-hmm. we all be one in you? Yeah. yeah. So I just give that petition to you. Allow us 
at some point in our lives to just think past ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Bigger than ourselves and move towards you. Yes. Lord, I pray for my, my friends in, oh my gosh, Russia. Yes. And I pray for their mind and heart. Oh yeah. my gosh. It is just a terrible time that mm. we would want to take over and dominate someone else when you wanted us all to revere each other. Yes. Yeah. But most of the time it's about something we want and something yeah. we can gain. And we don't think about the lives that we are touching and that yeah. we're devastating yeah. and that we're putting out because of what we want. Yeah. Yeah. So just take our hearts and mold them, point them towards you yes. so we can see the truth. And we don't yeah. want to cause any unnecessary devastation, which is going to happen, whether yeah. it's loss of lives or whether it is resources. <clears throat> that are being withheld from people who need them. Mm. I'm not concerned about the financial dollars. Lord, I just want you to set that right to those yes. innocent people who are being affected. To the, the ones who are in power who are trying to take over and mm. don't really care. Mm. So Lord, I just give that to you. Yes, I, there's Lord. nothing I can do about that, but I know that you have all power. Yes. And even if it's in your plan for that to happen, let us learn the lessons so we can then turn to you. Yes. And be better. Mm. Some things you orchestrate. Yeah. Some things we put in motion and you say, okay, this is what it is. And then we have to go through what comes with that. Just like with the children of Israel, they had to be in bondage. Mm -hmm. So Lord, I thank you. I thank you for everything that you're going to do. Take our day, make it magnificent because it will point to you. Yes. Because you are amazing. Amen. Let who we touch and who we see, see you. I don't want anybody to see Andrea Bacon ever. Mm. I want them always to see you. Because if they yeah. see me, they'll see a hot mess. But if they see you, they'll see your love and your glory and your, your patience and your peace. Mm -hmm. So let me just step back and let you and the Holy Spirit do whatever you need to do. And I will just kind of be there smiling and saying, thank you. Yes. We give you this day. We give you this opportunity. Let us not mess that up. But if yes. we do, because I am human, if we do, thank you for your forgiveness and your mercy. You are yes. just amazing that way. So take our time, take our learning, make it deeper, make it about you. Reveal to us something that we haven't seen. Because every time I open this Bible, you say something and I go, whoa, that's pretty nice. Yeah. And then let me apply it. I don't want it to fall on the ground and then just kind of get swept away or blown off. Yes. I want to apply it and then share it with other people. So hopefully they can get what you want and apply yeah. it as well. So I thank you again for this time. Amen. 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 Yeah. All right, ladies. This morning we yeah. are looking at day three. Mm -hmm. And it 
talking about Jesus answering questions about divorce and single life. Mm -hmm. uh, reading Matthew 19, 7 through 12. <clears throat> Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that if I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman, commits adultery. The disciple said to him, if this is the situation between a husband and a wife, then it's better not to marry. Jesus replied, not everyone can accept this word, but only those to whom it has been given. For some are eunuchs because they were born that way. Others were made that way by men and others have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. And that is from the NIV version. It is right in the middle of Jesus talking about divorce. And yesterday we had the Pharisees coming to him, asking him uh, whether it was uh, lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any or every reason. And Jesus gave them yeah. an answer. And now they're asking him again about mm -hmm. Moses. So they are really not coming with good intentions, but mm -hmm. Jesus, of, of course, handled it as the way he always does. Mm -hmm. So today yeah. we're looking at 6A. Mm -hmm. And the question is, what follow-up question did the Pharisees ask in response to Jesus' first answer? That guy, honestly, is pretty mm -hmm. pretty yeah. obvious in text. So mm -hmm. if yeah. you would allow me, I would go ahead and just say that they asked about Moses and how he allowed people to get divorced. Uh-huh. Yep. Right after he said... Um, Right after they asked about divorce. Yes. Yeah. And then if the next thing was how did Jesus reply? Somebody else want to take that one again? That's pretty straight and clear from yeah. the text. Yeah. Well, I put that, um, you know, that Moses did not really, he didn't give y'all permission. He just a lot did it. Um, because of the hardening of their hearts. And as we discussed yesterday, it was also to protect the woman because they were just throwing them around like they were a piece of rag. Oh, I don't want you today. No, go, you know, I leave you. But he did it because of the hardening of the people's hearts is what the word says. Mm -hmm. That is right on point. I was just thinking as you were saying um, how women somehow got shortchanged or was lesser than or viewed lesser than. I was just wondering, mm -hmm. do you think that was a part of what happened in the garden? Because Eden, um, um, Eve was the one that partook of the fruit first. I was just thinking the same thing, Andrea. So the same exact thing. Yeah, that's what I, I'm wondering because we – are when we were supposed to be there beside man and to, you know, 
be part of the, you know, decisions and stuff that, well, he was the head, the head, but we were supposed to be right there. God never mm-hmm. said in the garden before they got messed up that they were going to get, you know, now you are Lord over your wife. You are, you know, you are. He never said that. Adam mm-hmm. had his job. Eve had her position. But I think it, I think it is part of it. Yeah, because Jesus said, I mean, the father said that now you will have to be subject to your husband, submit to your husband. But man took it an extra step. Yeah, as a part of her consequences, yeah. Yeah, part of the consequences. But man, of course, in our evilness and wanting to have do things our own way, not God's way, wanted to, that's why it's more than just the Ten Commandments. Because <laughs> we want to say, well, we can't do it that mm. way. We want to do it our way. So let's add this up because we know we're going to mess up. So let us mess up and we'll we'll come back and ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. Well, let's go to number seven. What do Malachi 2, 13 through 16, 1 Corinthians 7, 10 through 16, and Ephesians 5, 21 through 33 teach about marriage, separation, and divorce? Um, I got Malachi. I got Malachi. Thank you. All right. I'll get 1 Corinthians then. All right. And I will grab Ephesians if no one else will grab that. Okay. Whenever you're ready. All right. Malachi, the Malachi 2, 13 through 16. I had that highlighted and underlined. I don't remember why because it, it's been through two weeks ago since I read it. So I'm going to read it again. Another thing you do. Oh, I remember now. Another thing you do. You flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and wail because you know he no longer pays attention to your offerings or accept them with pleasure from your hands. You ask, why? It is because the Lord is acting as a witness between you and your wife and of your youth because you have broken faith with her. And though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant, he has has not the Lord made them one in flesh and in spirit? They are his. And why one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith with the wife of your youth. Wait a minute. Make sure I got them all. Oh, one more. I hate divorce, says the Lord God of Israel. And I hate a man's covering himself with violence as well as with his garment says the Lord almighty. So guard yourself in your spirit and do not break faith. Mm. All right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I highlighted it uh, underlying that one. So that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. Sounds- so, uh, Corinthians? Yep. 1 Corinthians 7, 10 through 16. Okay. Here we go. Now, to the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord, a wife is not to depart from her husband. But even if she does depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And a husband is not to divorce his wife. 
But to the rest, I, not the Lord, says, if any brother has a wife who does not believe and she is willing to live with him, let him not divorce her. And a woman who has a husband who does not believe, if he is willing to live with her, let her not divorce him. And it only goes to the, oh, all the way to the 16th. Okay. Believe him. Uh, for an unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and an unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. But if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. A husband or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called us to peace. Four, how do you know, O oh wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, O oh husband, whether you will save your wife? And that was from the New King James Version. Okay. Um, and I have Ephesians 5, 21 through 33. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ, wives. Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, or of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. And after all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, for I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So what do you think he's saying about marriage and separation? and divorce well i know for me i have that marriage for i put for marriage stop trying to have your own way work it out stay together work it out work it out with god's help and then i put <laughs> uh, if believers stay pray work it out together if not both believers stay pray for the believer so that hopefully your spouse will be saved but if your unbelieving spouse leaves, let him go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the whole thing God kept telling me is work it out. Work it out. Yeah. Um, I think for me it was him him emphasizing in all three of these scriptures, and they you know, if you notice Malachi's from the old testament and mm -hmm. the other two are from the New Testament. So, mm -hmm. but the Old Testament, it's amazing how they totally 
overlook that particular scripture, but it was really going into depth about, you know, there, there was a purpose behind um, two believers coming together and it was to, to produce believing children. That's that fruitful and multiply. That's that fruitful (laughs) mindset to be Mm -hmm. fruitful and now multiply in the earth. Um, But, you know, him emphasizing marriage is sacred and it's not good to divorce and it's not good to separate is what he's trying to tell you. Don't don't separate because it just draws a wedge deeper and deeper and wider and Mm -hmm. wider between the marriage covenant. But, you know, I think it said it best with um, Angela, who was talking in our um, Bible study when she said, you know, it's a covenant. That's an altar. Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and an altar is meant for sacrifice. It when you yeah. hear altar in the Old Testament, all you hear about them is taking exactly. an animal and sacrificing that animal on that altar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when you hear right. altar. In a marriage, you go before an altar, and therefore mm-hmm. it is a sacrifice between two people. So therefore you need to work it out. Work it out. You know, you work don't you you mm-hmm. should have it, but he's giving you parameters. Hey, if you got an unbelieving spouse, if they want to leave, but it didn't say nothing about you leaving. It said if they That's want right. to leave, yeah, let them yeah. leave. It didn't say anything about you because guess what? You're the one being sacrificed. Mm, yeah. Wow. You know, and when you think I, about that, yeah. you know, we don't want to sacrifice ourselves. We don't want to now yeah. go through this whatever we're going through because we don't you know what i'm saying but if you were uh, you know if you got married both of y'all were unsaved that that's where that happens because now Mm y'all both are unsaved and so that sacrifice never happens yeah but then when the person who does get if you were both unsaved and one gets saved yes then you stay because you have to stay life yes Yes. is now the sacrifice yes because they were like, they're going to look at you like, gosh, you've changed. What? And mm-hmm. now they will either stay and try to work it out and find and want what you have. Or it's too or hot they and they got to get out of the kitchen. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Because I know I've talked to people who it was the same issue. One was saved when they got married and knew they shouldn't have been unequally yoked. Exactly. But they did. And the person who they married did not stay because it got so they were like i thought they saw the person who got saved thought they could their life would save you know change the other person the person who wasn't saved thought they could change Mm -hmm. that person to come back to the other to their side but it didn't work (laughs) either way and the person other person just left and Mm. the one who was not saved but but, then you got to realize that or do you wonder should i say i wonder the person mm-hmm. who say they're saved, <laughs> you say it yeah. because if you're saved, yeah. then you don't compromise yourself like that. Yeah. But you mm. know, the whole adage, you, you know, you look over and the whole thing is that you're looking at your own flesh and your desire. Exactly. That's you, you exactly. Before, don't let your emotions stay. And the Bible word tells us, don't let your emotions, emotions take, take over. over. Because they take over, your flesh is going to take over. Mm-hmm. Which means that you're going to, if you are saved, you're going to step out the will of God. Yep, you're going to step right out. And you, then you'll marry someone you should not be married to. And if it is God's will for you to marry to them, then they are going. That then they change and they get saved. 
you that's what God's purpose was. Because mm-hmm. I always think of um Omer and Hosea. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And how he he's he was married to a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and God told him, Stay. Stay. And because of his staying, all the children, you know, she had children, you know, from other men and from him. But mm-hmm. he stayed. He stayed. And God, because he's like, am I not married to y'all, Israel? <laughs> y'all, okay. You know, so. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think it also goes back to, like you just said, God's commitment to us, mm-hmm. the church. Yeah. Oh, he felt like giving up and walking away. Come on. Mm-hmm. Where would we be? He would just be lost mm-hmm. without totally. a fight. So mm-hmm. it's just amazing how he is steadfast and he wants us to be steadfast too. And I love the, what Angela said about the sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. I remember so that. One, yeah. That is so true. Because most of the time we want what we want. Yeah. 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 And we and don't we realize it is a that. sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We mm-hmm. That American, what Hallmark said it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I think it goes back to your prayer, Andrea. You said it. You said when you see the world chasing after something, go the opposite way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go the opposite way. Yeah, run. Do a Joseph run. Oh, my gosh. But I'm I'm slowly learning that. For the longest, I was caught up. Yeah, yeah. If if the world's doing it, that's what I should be doing, and I'm doing something Mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, no. And I get afraid because I think that's what the world has been telling us as far as marriage. I don't know that I don't, I I know when I got married, I don't remember anybody telling me or helping me understand through scripture what marriage really was. Mm -hmm. I held on to that, that mustard seed of faith of what the word said about marriage, Mm -hmm. you know, which is be married, um, you know, stay in there, you know, make sure, you know, those types of things I held on to, but I don't know that I was ever explained or given that that clarity. And I think that's what young people and people, period, not even young people, but people, period. If you're if you're not taught or given that understanding, then you take marriage lightly or you don't you see yourselves as individuals and not as one. Yeah. Right. And, you know, even if you are, because I was taught my daddy told me. And he said, he, I remember him sitting me. My, my my mom was, you know, in there because in the house and was there, and my dad was sitting in his chair, and me and Brian was sitting on the couch when he um we talked about that. He said, eventually, Mr. Stewart, I want to marry your daughter, and he said, well, son, before you do, know this: she can be a handful, and I'm sure you can be too. Y'all gonna have to work at this. It's not, we've been, he told him how long my mom and him were married at the time and told him, I think they were married at like 24 years at that time and told me, this is work. This is not something that you know, you got to work at. And even though he told us that, I'm like, oh yeah, in my own naive mind, <coughs> oh yeah, I can do this. I, uh, yes, yes. And when I got in it. <laughs> Then I was like, sometimes saying, no, no, no. Exactly. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit did telling me, yes, you can stick with it. And 
reading the Bible. Thank God I had, teach, you know, the word. And like you said, I agree with you, Alana, when you said even that mustard seed of faith you're holding on to. God, I can. You said that I could. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I can. You know. So help me. I need help because I want to run. You know. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. here we are, almost thirty. You know, 34 years into this thing, and well, real 36, gosh, it's been longer than that. Yeah, so it was like 36 years into it, and I'm like, thank you, God, because if it wasn't for you, I would have ran. I would have left. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, just the fact he kept telling me, I'd tell, you know, my husband, you know, you're not your mama, and God kept telling me, you're not, I'm not your mama, you're not your daddy. We are two mm-hmm. different people. I'm, you're not my daddy. I'm not, you know, my mom. We are two different people. We can't. They had to do their thing. We have to do what God's leading us to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. hard. And even still now, I, I, you know, even when you feel that, God tell, don't get too comfortable. The enemy's still around the corner. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I'm also thinking that we also need to be aware that other couples are watching us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know. From, I took, I don't want to be divorced by watching my parents. Mm. I wasn't taught anything. I didn't know other than, you know, women submit to your husband. That's <laughs> the only scripture I knew about marriage, but mm. it was watching mom and dad. And I was like, I am committed to being married. Yeah. And we've had our, but I said, I am committed to being yeah. married. I want to be divorced. Yeah. I want to be with my, just by watching our parents. Yeah. My parents. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah. Uh, watch us. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. crazy because you said that, Andrea, but I, in mine, it was, and I, and this is honest, and this comes straight from where, where I come from. All I knew is I didn't want a bunch of baby daddies. Mm. That is all I knew. Like, I knew. I didn't want my children to have three, four different daddies. Mm. And that's Mm. all I could hold on to because that's all I knew. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I saw it and I didn't want, you know, the people I grew up with, people I was around, you know, I have friends who have four children in. powerful. We're so happy you decided to tune in today to Destination to Excellent podcast, where we build faith, discover our destination, and walk in excellence. Until next time, go and be great on purpose.